Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello and welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. This is episode four, and today we're going to talk about maintaining a healthy relationship. I am Ziv Raviv, and together with me, my partner in crime in investigating what is a generous marriage is Shachar Erez. Hello, Shachar. Hi, Ziv. Hi, everybody. So great to be here again. Excited to share some personal stuff with you today about my own relationship. And this is indeed exciting. I, I remember uh, after uh, we recorded episode three, I felt like, huh, that Oliver dude sounds like me a bit and in all sorts of aspects. And, and it's funny how, you know, sometimes we hear a story and it feels like, hey, a part of that is actually about, about you guys and about us guys. And, and I, we think that this is the place to share the stories, to reveal ourselves, to be vulnerable, and at the same time to use that, to leverage that, to becoming better in maintaining a generous marriage. And today we are talking about maintaining a healthy relationship with your spouse. Before we go into the story, Shachar, I just want to mention when people uh, work on improving their relationship, they're working on making it a more generous relationship, a more generous marriage. What they get out of it is that they, they have a deeper connection and they have many moments of, of smiles and of 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 warm hearts where where they just feel their inner being expand and that is the nature of being generous with your spouse that's how you feel when you give someone uh your best uh, uh focus and your best of times and and i'm really happy uh to investigate this uh because it it helps me improve my relationship with rotem and it helps um you guys Uh, where, wherever you are right now, maybe you're driving in your car, it can help you uh, to find ways to improve your relationship with your uh, spouse. So, Shachar, take us away into the journey. What is the story of today? This is a personal story. I'm excited to, to hear this myself. Yeah, it's actually a story about me and my wife, Judy. I asked for her permission to share it with you guys, and she generously agreed. And the story is about a recent challenge we experienced. We've been together for uh, roughly 13 years or married 13 years, been together a bit longer. And last year we went through a big change because Judy, um, after being mainly a stay-at-home mom for the past five, six years, she started a business A small business, an online business, but that took a lot of time and investment and creativity. And it really changed the dynamic uh, between us and the dynamic in the family. And uh, it, was, it was challenging. One of the main challenges was that we didn't have, we hardly had any time to, to meet. And it's hard to be generous and to maintain a healthy relationship when you simply don't meet enough. That, that's interesting because before, before the change, uh, you, you had lots of opportunities. 
to warm up the relationship, to be generous, because she was a stay-at-home mom, and, and you have two girls. Six-year-old son and a two-year-old uh, daughter. So you have two kids, and, and so her staying at home with them was definitely helpful uh, by itself. And so now she becomes busier and busier and busier, and being a mom is busy by itself. But now right. she is also doing... The impossible, something that requires so much mental health, so much mental focus and time and emotional focus and time, and that is to build a business, an online business uh, even. So what happened to the relationship? So first it was really exciting, but then when the excitement uh, kind of went away, I noticed we're starting to move apart from each other. I'm a bit more... Uh, Avoidant, my attachment style is a bit more avoidant, so at first, I thought I'm enjoying it because the avoidant side thinks he wants to be on his own, but little by little, this avoidant side also feels lonely, and even though you know we were still living here together, I started feeling lonely and started noticing I'm closing up and uh, when I did a quick uh, inventory of our uh, Uh, interactions whether they're more positive or negative I noticed that it's not like we're fighting more it's not like we have more negative uh, interactions just that we don't have enough interactions and the few negative interactions were usually around resources we were fighting for resources suddenly she had to work I had to work what do we do who stays with the kids how do we solve this so when you say so resources it's it's things like time and And, and time away from the kids and time away so that you could continue with your business of co- being a counselor for, for couples and yeah. uh, where you help re- uh, in the relationships for, for many couples. And, and she needed time to actually build her business. All right. And we still wanted to be with our kids and we needed some time that, we, that you know, they weren't at preschool, but someone had to be with them. So a few things we had to do. One is to give, find more resources. I ask my mother to uh, help more, uh, find a babysitter. One of the huge successes was when we found a babysitter that could put our kids to sleep. That adds a whole new level of, uh, of freedom that was very helpful. Yeah. Other things that are more about our interactions were I took... On me, I took responsibility for my part in it and decided I'm going to create more interactions, even when we're apart. So I started sending more text messages saying I'm, uh, I miss her, saying I love her, saying uh, I'm grateful for this or that, you know, just uh, giving her more attention, which... I know it's part of her uh, love languages. I know she loves it, and I usually do it, but now I really took responsibility to do more of that. I started paying more attention to creating what I call moments of intimacy. We hardly meet, so when we meet, you know when I, she's doing something in the kitchen and I'm just passing by, so I will make sure to touch her. Or to give her a kiss, or you know to do some quick gesture that creates a quick moment of intimacy it, I'm talking about emotional intimacy, even though it could be some uh, sensual as well, but it's not about sex, we're not going to bed now we're just 
creating a fun connection, sometimes a sexy connection, but just a quick one. Yeah, basically you're depositing. You're constantly looking for opportunities for depositing uh, emotionally. Right, right. Depositing just by creating more connection, to paying more attention uh, to the connection between us. By the way, before you tell us more ideas of what you did together, uh, and later we will understand why and what was the framework of, of uh, doing all of those small moments of intimacy, adding them. Um, did you talk with her about it? Did she know that you are taking responsibility to creating more of these moments? Yes, I did talk to her about it because we were going through a kind of a crisis. We were starting to notice that we're hardly meeting and that we're arguing more. So we had to, and we both really love and care for each other. And generally we think our, our relationship is pretty good, even great. But uh, something was happening. It was winter and she was busy. And so, yes, we stopped. We even went for a few sessions with our couples therapist. You know, a couple therapists go to couple counseling as well. And that was a good opportunity to stop and see, to do a check-in, to see what's happening, what's missing, what we need more. And at first I was feeling more like a victim, like she's so busy and now she doesn't pay attention to me. But then when I noticed that, that I don't like feeling like a victim, I prefer taking responsibility for my part, for what I can do. So instead of missing her, I just, you know, I noticed I'm missing connection. So I decided to pay more attention to, to creating connection. You basically reframed the, the story in your head. Instead of feeling like your situation is bad and there's nothing you can do about it and you feel bad about yourself, instead of that, you took responsibility, you took action, and you created, you, you've decided to create an, this new uh, reality, new situation that is affected by what you do, even though you didn't know for sure what she will do in return. You were willing to go ahead and invest in the relationship and be generous and do all sorts of things to help the situation. Right, because the situation wasn't bad. It was actually great. I was actually really happy for her. That's another thing I, I paid more attention to, celebrating her successes, even the small ones. You know, being a new entrepreneur is, is so hard. Some days are so hard. Some days are amazing. It's easy to forget those little successes. So I took it on me to remind her. Okay, so today she feels unhappy because she didn't uh, do all of her goals. But look, you did 75% of your goals. Wow, you're so amazing. You know, those little uh, celebrating moments are, are meaningful as well. Sometimes it's hard to do it for ourselves and it's really cool if we can do it for our partner. Wow. What else did you do to try and reconnect and reinvoke the level of connection uh, with your spouse? You know, that's a common advice that couples should have a 20-minute talk every evening. It doesn't have to be too intimate. It can be technical. How was your day? What's tomorrow? What do we do with the kids? It's kind of a check-in at the end of the day, every day. And if it becomes more emotional and, and intimate, great. But that's not the goal of it. And we never had to do it because it would just happen on its own. But now that we hardly had time, we, we really scheduled it. We have a scheduled 15 to 20 minutes 
meeting every night. Sometimes we, we miss, but almost every night. And I'm guessing, uh, but prefer to clarify, no TV while you're doing that 20-minute talk. Yeah, of course, no TV, yeah. no screens, no distractions. Yeah. It's, it's not quality time in the sense of close emotional connection, but it's quality time when we, the attention is on each other. And even though part of it is technical, usually it creates some connection. It's fun to be together with good, we're good friends, so it's a good reminder to our friendship, even though what we talk about is parenting and stuff that needs to be done and how was your day at work and stuff like that, it recreates, it reminds us of our friendship and friendship is basic for long-term successful relationship. Yeah. We also started to schedule a date. So because I'm a couples uh, therapist, I work many nights, so we don't really have enough nights in the week to for a date night so we have a date morning you go for a coffee shop every uh, thursday morning and we spend a couple of hours together and that's awesome it was really important because you know we always feel like we need this time to work but when it's in the schedule it's actually too uh, easy to work around it yeah and find time to work and, and other stuff yeah. So all of those ideas are, you know, stuff that are each by itself is practical and not complicated, but, but the return on investment, we keep using this term because it applies to, you know, not just to business, it applies also to relationships. And we sometimes men, we are the experts on energy conversion. So we want to make sure that we get some returns on what we invest and and so we keep going back to this term. But in your case, in, in the case of your story with uh, the new challenge where uh, your spouse started to, to become a business owner, uh, you needed to do all sorts of things that will be heard, that will be noticed. Um, so uh, you, when you did all of this, you actually used some, some tool to create the, the mindset of, why you need to, to create those, those moments and what, in what quantity. So before we go into the actual tool, I want to ask you, did all of these efforts bring any change? Oh, yes, certainly. Yeah, we're much closer now and we still have many challenges and still time is not, uh, we don't have a lot of time. But when we do meet, it's really quality time. And even when we don't meet, we leave each other, we send each other text messages. And I started leaving her post-it notes like the example you gave the other, the other week. And that's awesome, super uh, fun and, and creative. And just finding post-it notes of love and gratitude around the house, it's, it's great. It is great. And, and just uh, since our last um, episode about it, when I read uh, the post-it note that my wife made for me, I, I since then got another two from my kids as well. Wow. Uh, and it just, it's just wonderful. So once you start to express generosity in a consistent manner, uh, it's just eventually uh, overflows and you get uh, generosity back. So it really is wonderful to, to experiment with those tools. Um, and, and, you know, another great thing that happened, happened thanks to her. And many great things happened thanks to her. But one thing I want to I wanna share, she went to this workshop and she noticed 
she wants to be a queen. And she noticed how a queen allows the guy next to her, the queen, the king, sorry, to give to her. So she noticed how many things she doesn't let me give her because she wants to prove that she's capable, that she's independent, all sorts of stuff. And she started being more accepting of my generosity. And that was a very generous move. It's oh, amazing man. how when I'm able to give more, I feel better. Wow. I, I want to send Rotten to that workshop. I like, seriously, it's so... When you, uh, when you have gifts to give and you're, uh, being ex- those gifts are accepted, just accepting the gifts is an act of generosity. That's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. That was a, quite a big uh, insight for me. That really made an impact. Yeah. So you asked me about uh, where this, all of this is coming from. So, so this is actually coming from an idea by Gottman again. We talked about Gottman last week and Gottman is super... Dr. John Gottman is the uh, most known research on, on couples and he's been researching for more than 35 years couples and videotaping them and analyzing and just doing is amazing amount of data on couples and he's able to predict with a 90 percent accuracy uh, if couples will be happily together six years and even 30 years later just by looking at a 15-minute interaction they have on on their uh, relationship. And the main thing he's looking for is the ratio of negative to positive interactions. What he found out that happy couples have a one-to-five ratio. So one negative interaction to five positive interactions. Great couples even have one to 20. Yeah. One negative to 20 positive. So, first of all, I two insights that are very important. First of all, if, if you have zero bad interactions, that's not good. We talked about it last week. You need to sometimes fight, right? Yeah, and right. even Gottman managed to prove that in his research, that some certain types of fights are important. But... So you will have from time to time negative interactions. You're not supposed to try and minimize those to zero. What you're supposed to do is flood the negative interactions with positive interactions in a ratio, which is, you know, a one to five uh, is, uh, is good for you. And if you get to one to 20, then you are, you are what uh, Gottman says, masters. So yeah. Gottman says, you know, you, might, you can be masters or, or disasters as a couple and masters they get that ratio down. They actually have five good interactions. And you just mentioned in the beginning of, the, of, of today's uh, episode all sorts of things that were positive interactions that you did. Uh, and we have uh, many other examples of that that will be available in the bonus uh, PDF file that we're making for you with some really clever ideas that you can do even when you're away. When you're at work, you can still be creating positive interactions with your spouse in a very generous manner. So we've created this PDF, and if you go to generousmarriage.com, you can go to episode number four and just download it. It's free, and it's valuable. It will make you already you know, uh, get some points 
so, so the tool or the basic, the basic level is to make sure that for each uh, negative interaction, you need to have five positive interactions. Yeah. And Gottman in his lab, he's actually counting every little gesture that we do, that the couples do. The raise of an eyebrow, when they touch each other, when they look at each other, when they look away, all these are interactions uh, that he counts. Looking at ourselves, it's harder to notice all of that, but I think the main idea is, like you said, flood or give a lot of positive interactions to contrast the, the negative uh, interactions. Yeah, That's the most generous thing you can do. So the tool, the basic, there's all sorts of ways of how you can use the tool. We started with the basic idea, which is, you know, because you know there is a one to five need in the relationship to make it a positive relationship, to make it a generous relationship, you need to do those uh, five positive interactions. That means that you need to flood uh, the relationship with positive interactions. And that sometimes is hard because you may be feeling hurt because of something that, because of the negative interaction. Usually, the negative interactions makes you feel bad about the relationship. It doesn't make you want to be, uh, to come and do something positive, but that's when the generosity comes into play. That's when you remind yourself that you need to be generous. And that's when, you know, the tips on repairing the fights come into play. You don't have to come and just apologize. You can just come and maybe touch the shoulder or maybe look at the eye or maybe offer some tea. And later on, uh, you can get to the flowers and get to the text messages and, the, and to create more moments of intimacy. Uh, and, and I dare say even, even sexual sex, just have sex with your spouse. That's by itself sometimes can be a, a very positive interaction and uh, an act of generosity on both sides. And yeah, sex, sex is super into, important. We'll talk more about it in other uh, yeah, episodes. And just uh, to, to uh, what you said about the rupture and repair process, a good rupture and repair a good, has a good repair and a good repair has way more than five to one ratio of positive yeah. things you do for each other. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's, it's the sad truth that if you did something that created a fight, it will take way more uh, efforts in yeah. fixing it. You, you need to know that. That's the reality of it. So it's not enough to just bring flowers and then say, oh, but I've brought flowers. Did you bring flowers and sent the text messages and talked with her mom and cooked something in the, in the kitchen and cleaned after yourself? Did you do all those things? And then, you know, feel bad about why the, fly, the flowers didn't work. And you won't have to because the flowers will, will work if it will be with a ratio of, you know, 1 to 20 or 1 to 5. And is that something yeah. that you can do by yourself or does it have to be mutual? Well, the whole idea of, gen of generosity is that when you're really generous and you do it by yourself, you're not looking for a to uh, to return, you know, to uh, to a positive uh, return from your partner. But it would probably happen because generosity usually brings out generosity from the other, from your partner. 
So this is very important, guys. When you're listening to this podcast, we're not saying that you need to be creating a one to five ratio of negative to positive where, um, where you are actually going to count down how many things the other side did for you. You just need to be generous. Just focus on what you can control. You can control your actions. You can control what you do to improve the relationship. And I want yeah. to mention, uh, you, you, you said before something about celebrating the relationship uh, and celebrating, uh, you know, the, celebrating the successes of, of Judy mm-hmm. with her new business. And I, I just, just the other night, uh, yesterday, I had the same discussion with my wife, Rotem, and, and she, we talked about how important it is to actually celebrate some of my business successes because I, I work very hard right now. I'm going through a business challenge and uh, we talked about the last year and many times I was hard on myself. I would tell myself uh, I need to reach a specific goal for a specific launch. And when I didn't, I felt better about myself. I didn't celebrate the, the things that were achieved on that launch. And then later on, I just went through an entire year of, of that every one or two months. And uh-huh. so, but, but looking back the, on the overall results, the overall results of the business are amazing. They, I just get to achieve more and more things. And my wife is very proud of me. And I'm very proud of the lifestyle that we managed to create ourselves, even though, you know, we didn't celebrate the, those things. So we've decided that we will create celebration opportunities. So from now on, like we try to go out on a family night every, every week to eat outside. So from now on, when we, when we eat outside, we're going to decide why, why. What is the reason? Why are we going outside to eat? It's because we celebrate daddy. He did a launch and got $5,000 out of the launch or whatnot. So we're, we, we work together on making the celebration process, even if it's, uh, man, if it's uh, artificially created, we, 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 we choose to create a positive interaction that is made up by us, which is to take something that happened in my business and make it into a positive for our family. That's beautiful. I love it. I think celebrating life is super important. And people that tend to be too much on the perfectionist side and too critical, like myself and my wife, it's really healing to celebrate successes and not just successes, just celebrate moments of, of beauty, of connection, of whatever. Just There's so much to celebrate if you actually stop and look around. Yeah. So I love your idea. And also, I think that we guys, we love working with points. So we, we play for the points. We don't look at things as like, if there is a problem with something, we look at the, at the side which was accomplished and we say, oh, wow, 80% done. That's, that's amazing. We feel so good about it. And sometimes, sometimes, yeah, the tendency of, 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 a, woman, of a woman is to look at the 20% that are still problematic and that weren't fixed and to say, well, there's a problem here. It, it's not completed. But, and so this is where we can help our spouses. That's where we can, you know, uh, encourage them because they will, they will have this, this ability to see all the things that are wrong. It's, it's just an amazing ability 
that, um, that, that the feminine has, which is to, to scan the environment and see all the, all the things that are good for them and all the things that are, that are troubling them. And we are, we are more single focused. We go and we hunt, but um, and that's our tendency. But we love the points so we can help our spouses and, and encourage them even for the smallest of successes. And that will increase the ratio of negative to positive. Yeah. And, and it's not about being right or wrong. Both of us are right. And we can celebrate what has been done and all this what still needs to be done. They're not uh, opposing each other. There's room for both. Yeah, there is room for both. That's the, the, that's the beauty of uh, being in a relationship with your spouse yeah. and, and actually caring to make it meaningful and not just to be roommates. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you actually found out that there is a research, this topic of five to one is, is well-researched by Gottman. Talk Very well-researched, yeah. Talk to us about the proof. So he has this apartment in the woods of, of uh, his university where he gives the couples he wants to research. Uh, he lets them stay the night them there and they videotapes them. And uh, that's actually one way. Sometimes it's not for a whole weekend. Sometimes it just lets them uh, interviews them and, and to, uh, to talk about their relationship and videotapes this. And it's not about, just about videotaping. He has so much data. He also takes uh, physiological data. Uh, he also does um, tons of um, uh, questionnaires. He j- just has a lot, a lot, a lot of data about couples and long-term research, 35-year research on couples. So there's a lot of proof for the one to five ratio and even proof of the 90% accuracy that it gives of predicting divorce six years later and even longer than that. So yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's very well researched. It, 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 it just works. It's just the right solution for so many problems. If you on your marriage feel that it it doesn't give you everything you need and you want to improve it and you want to be generous. The one to five ratio is the right tool for you. If you start to, to do that, you will see better results and, and the research just proves that. Um, so we've created a document for you guys yeah. with not just ideas on how to make sure that your interactions, that you have a one to five ratio at the very least, but also to give you some things that you can do Right away, immediately, even just after downloading the, the PDF, you could immediately implement some of it and you could create positive interactions with your spouse and use the one to five ratio to make your, make your life better, make your, your, your connection more meaningful. Uh, all you need to do is go to the generousmarriage.com website, find on the podcast tab, episode number four, and then download the pdf file it's free and you can use it in five minutes time from now you will have already two positive interactions with your spouse yeah and even if you're super busy and you don't have enough time together you can find some ideas there that will help you strengthen your relationship and make your connection time really high quality and even even if you think oh you have a really good relationship with your wife with your spouse then just download the, the, the file so that you can see how to measure and verify that your ratio is good enough. Maybe you'll find out that your, 
your measure is one to four, then you can still have uh, some room to improvement. And even when you reach one to five, it's better to get to that one to 20. You know, you, you sometimes see those old couple that are very nice to one another and they hold hands and they're just adorable. Those old couple that maybe you've seen sometime, maybe it was on the TV, maybe it was, uh, I don't know, in a, in a family event. We could all strive to be that old couple one day uh, and be in, in such a meaningful relationship with your spouse that you, you keep rebuilding the relationship. You keep investing in the positive, positive interactions. And that is the, the, the real key for maintaining the, the relationship. Right. In a way, you can fall in love with each other every day again and again and again. Wonderful. That's the main idea. When you're generous and you open your heart and you're vulnerable with each other, you simply op- uh, fall in love with, again, with each other again and again. With that positive message, we will just uh, uh, wrap up. So today we talked about the story of, of our very own Shachar and his wife, Judy, and how her challenge in starting to become a business owner and a business uh, entrepreneur Uh, have created uh, a challenge in the relationship which was overcome through the hard work and will continue to to be overcome through the hard work of using positive positive interactions. How many positive interactions? At the very least, one to five ratio of negative to positive. You need to create a lot of interactions. Uh, We also talked about um, some ideas of how to create positive interactions today and about a research that was done by uh, John Goodman uh, and how, you know, this is real stuff. You can actually improve uh, your marriage and maintain your marriage if you use this tool. Uh, guys, uh, we want to ask for your big help. Uh, please find someone in your life, a friend maybe, maybe a colleague at work, and tell them about the Generous Marriage Podcast them, they need to know, even if they have an amazing uh, marriage, even if they don't have a marriage yet, uh, they're not married yet, that doesn't matter. We need your help so that we could, you know, become a community of people that care about, about implementing the generous marriage concepts and that investigate the generous marriage context and one day even that challenges ourselves to improve uh, our marriage in a generous way. So all you need to do is uh, tell them about generousmarriage.com, about the podcast. And if you want to read more about the PDF, that bonus PDF that we're doing uh, for this episode, you can find that on generousmarriage.com under the episode for uh, uh, posts. Thank you again for listening and see you guys next week on the Generous Marriage Podcast. Thank you, Ziv. Thank you, everybody. This was fun. I'm looking forward to see you next week. And we will be talking about how to handle hard moments. Mm. See you then. See you then, guys.